Hi, everyone. Welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll. Today, my guest is Sharon Kloschus, the president and CEO of the Valley Community Foundation. Hi, Sharon. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Eugene. It's always great to be here with you. And joining Sharon, uh, making his first appearance on this podcast, is John Zeller. He is the scout, scout executive of the Housatonic Council of the Boy Scouts of America. Welcome back to the broad... No, not welcome back. What am I saying, John? Welcome to the broadcast, John. Eugene, I appreciate that. You know, you, you're right. We have been together on, a, on another broadcast, I think, on the radio together. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was a couple of years back. Yeah. That one uh, yeah. that one slipped my mind. That's right. Yeah. It's hard. I don't even know what day it is. You have to excuse me, especially... <laughs> especially after uh, election day. And I just want a, a quick shot, shout out to the public officials and all the volunteers who were there at the polls on election day on Tuesday. You know, the Valley Indy, uh, just us alone in three towns, we had six races to cover and one ballot question in Derby. And uh, I was just knocked out by the transparency and how easy it all was on Tuesday. So, I mean, we've never experienced voting in a global pandemic before, but I was really impressed and inspired by how uh, great everyone was locally. So thank you all for that. Uh, what we're going to talk about uh, on this episode, I I'd like to talk about how the, the Housatonic Council is doing amid the, the COVID-19 pandemic, and then talk about ways in general the public can support scouting uh, in the lower Naugatuck Valley. Uh, but first, Sharon, I wanted to talk to you. Uh, you, as, as everyone knows, has your finger on the pulse of what's happening with nonprofits in the Valley. So I'm wondering, with the pandemic now resurging over the last few weeks uh, in Connecticut, how are Valley nonprofits doing? Uh, what's a realistic assessment of how our nonprofits are doing financially? What are you hearing? Uh, what are they doing to cope, Sharon? Well, thanks, Eugene. I think that what I'm hearing is that our nonprofits are figuring this out. They are so incredibly resilient of trying to say, okay, what, what can we do to make this work? How can we serve our constituents that need our help and our support during this time, probably more than ever. Um, but also, you know, we know that we knew that this, you know, surge was going to happen again. Didn't know, of course, how bad or how it's going to be. And we still don't know throughout the winter what's going to be happening. Um, so we are still collecting funds for the COVID-19 uh, response and recovery fund because we know our nonprofits are going to need the help and the support when we get on the other side of this pandemic where they're trying to get into more of the recovery mode of, okay, we depleted a lot of our reserves. We are, you know, down so much in our revenue. So we anticipate that these nonprofits are going to really be needing the support and the help uh, in the coming months, actually in the coming years, two years probably will uh, need aid in this recovery because at some point the federal and state governments are gonna be backing back, coming back on their support. And I don't even know, some of the nonprofits don't even get federal or state support. So 
it's those ones that are really um, in need of support. And then Sharon, what are some ways someone listening to this podcast can help out? Where can they go today uh, to help our nonprofits that obviously do a ton of work in the Valley? Yeah, I would actually have people stop and think about their favorite nonprofits, their what nonprofits have been doing work that they really admire and that they know that other Valley residents that probably have more need than they have could use that support, whether it's a food bank, whether it's the scouting program or team with Meals on Wheels, any of those nonprofits, I would you know, either one, give directly to that nonprofit to be able to support um, their general needs. You could give to the COVID-19 fund, which is what we have at the um, Community Foundation, but it is that um, collaboration between the Community Foundation, the Valley United Way, the Chamber, and the Health and Human Service Council. So there's, there's one uh, fund that has been established so that uh, nonprofits will be able to go out and um, apply for grants from that specific fund and, you know, be able to help that way. So I would look at those different ways of, of being able to help. And, you know, when you brought up the, the vote, I'll tell you, when I was in line, I was thinking I should have volunteered for, you know, the assistance on that day because there were so many people, mm. and, you know, volunteering. If, you find that your, your organization that you like can use volunteers, you know, approach them because a lot of them had to lay off people and um, they may be shorthanded and could use some volunteers too. That's good to hear and, and great advice. And then John, in, in terms of the Housatonic Council, I mean, this is uh, one of the backbones of the Valley. Just as an observer, I'm not from here, I, mean, I've, I guess I've lived here about 15, 20 years at this point in Derby, and uh, it's definitely a backbone. It's a staple here in, in the lower Naugatuck Valley. How has the pandemic now, something we've never experienced, impacted your organization specifically? Unfortunately, greatly in many ways, but in other ways, it's been an opportunity for us. Um, where it's affected us is we weren't able to run summer camp this year. Um, so for the first time in uh, 60 years, Camp Strang was quiet. Um, mm. Nobody was in uh, Goshen, Connecticut, enjoying the summer away. Um, our units have not been meeting. Um, if they've been meeting, they've been meeting by Zoom. Those are the unfortunate parts. So that weekly meeting that we normally have is not happening. What's good? What good has come out of it? Well, Scouting is returning to some of its basics, and our units are starting to meet once again and doing more outdoor activities. So, very so, um, if you follow us on our constant contact that we send out our weekly newsletter, we're putting up photos of our units actually doing activities outside, taking hikes. Um, we had one unit that did a rain gutter regatta outdoors, um, and instead of a rain gutter regatta is an, is an old event where uh, you make your little boat, you put it in a rain gutter, and you blow on it to move it down the rain gutter, and you know, it's a race. Well, one of the units came up with an idea of using hand fans rather than blowing on them so to, to move the to move the gutter. So it's, it's helping our units think in a different model to provide programs to our youth. Yeah, and John, one thing I, I was looking at right before 
I hit record basically. But if people go to HusatonicBSA.org, that's the organization's website. And I got on to your latest uh, email uh, constant contact up there. And I, I was really impressed by how much is going on. It says something to the resilience of the organization and the people involved. But like, just for instance, it says uh, you have uh Council Community Day coming up November 21st. Can you explain that to me a little bit? It, it sounds exciting and something we need amidst all the headlines happening on the planet the last few months. Sure. So, so as it says in there, what we want to do is get everybody together on one day. You know, we've had to cancel two camperies, cancel summer camp. It's been unfortunate for our youth who enjoy those events. They get to see everybody who's involved in scouting. So community day, what we want to do is keep everybody apart, but actually give back to our community and our chartered or chartering organizations um, by doing three hours of service uh, for each person, we hope, as an average, um, whether it's literally cleaning up the leaves around the church, um, putting in fence posts somewhere, um, helping at one of the Unite Valley United Way uh, community gardens, you know, cleaning them out, getting them ready for the spring. Any, any opportunity we might have to work with a, a char, uh, our charter organization or a community partner to donate some hours and have our, our youth um, continue to experience uh, service. And that we think one day is a great way for us as a whole to donate a lot of hours to the community rather than an individual project. And a shout out to an Eagle Scout project that I drive by every day near my house in the city of Derby. The Ansonia Derby Dog Park was an Eagle Scout project. The last name was Olanowski, I believe. Olanowski, I may be getting that wrong. But it's like had this lasting effect uh, that's been great. It's used every day. Uh, and it was the work uh, of a Boy Scout. Uh, so, so that's very interesting there. Uh, and then, uh, you know, on top of all this, one thing we're going to talk about is there is, uh, I don't know, I guess we could call it a partnership happening uh, between the Boy Scouts of America, Housatonic Council and the Valley Community Foundation. Uh, I mean, the Boy Scouts as a national organization, the larger picture is it did file for bankruptcy a few months back uh, for uh, lawsuits that are happening that have been well publicized, uh, all over the country. Uh, but there's this talk that councils might be regionalized or merged in, in some way. So, uh, from what I understand to keep it local, uh, to remember the Valley, to keep this 100 years of, of scouting in the Valley alive, there is a legacy fund being established. Now, I can't balance my checkbook. Uh, what is a legacy fund, uh, I guess, Sharon? And then we can go into exactly what uh, this legacy fund and, uh, is and how it will benefit the Boy Scouts. Well, a legacy fund, especially in this uh, concept, is because the Housatonic Council is one of our Valley legacies. I mean, it has been around for a hundred years and there's a lot of people that have gone through scouting in the Valley um, that live in the Valley and outside the Valley. And so John and I were talking about the importance of, you know, this scouting, you know, as John just got done talking about the work that they're doing with the youth of volunteering and working on different projects, like the one you talked about with Eagle Scouts. John can tell you how many Eagle Scouts there are that came out of the Housatonic Council. 
but it's so impressive. And we wanna you know, make sure that scouting is always going to be available to the Valley youth. And so this legacy fund is a permanent fund and it is hopefully the um, recipient of estate gifts. You know, when somebody wants to leave, you know, a certain amount of money in their will or their IRA beneficiary, not the whole thing, even though John, I know would love to have that whole thing, but you know, some people might say, well, I'll give a thousand dollars to the scouts or $5,000 to the, the scouts, but they give it to the community foundation for the benefit of this fund. So that way the fund is, their gift is completely protected against any mergers or any, um, well, any mergers basically is what we're concerned about because if there is a merger, most likely the assets go and get combined into the, um, the successor organization. And we wanted to make sure that what is here for the Valley stays in the Valley and to benefit scouting um, in perpetuity. So the gifts would come to this fund at the community foundation to be protected um, for the scouting. And John, what's the specific name of the fund that's been set up? So we call it the 1920 Society. And the reason for the name is in 1920, that was when the Housatonic Council was originally formed. And then in terms of how, what's your view on this fund? How did you uh, decide to, to set it up and how will, how will it benefit scouting here in the Valley, John? Yeah, so the, the fund was set up specifically to make sure that funds stay local within the Valley. Um, Who's County Council, unfortunately, for a number of years, has always been the talk of merger talks. As we watch all organizations combine because they need to consolidate employees, there's not enough folks to serve. Um, we're constantly, uh, there's constantly discussion of, hey, we should merge with Who's County Council. And um, the Who's County Council executive board and members of the council have always stayed strong to say, no, we need to stay independent. We are, um, we are successful. We do our job. Well, let's keep doing what we do. So could it eventually happen? Unfortunately, in this day and age, who knows, you know, we talk about nonprofits and their struggle during COVID um, and just the struggle in general of all nonprofits. So what could happen in the future? We don't know what, we want to make sure is that there would be funds set aside that would exclusively be used in the lower Nongatuck Valley for our youth to continue in scouting and to support uh, an employee or support um, some fundraising opportunities, support camperships, give our youth back, um, give back to our community um, and give back to our scouting program so our youth can continue in a scouting program and not um, become part of a large, large organization and sometimes, you know, you're, you're a large fish in a small pond, you become a small fish in a big pond as you grow. Um, so we want to make sure that our large fish and that all our fish in our pond stay big fish and uh, don't become small fish uh, in a larger pond and get forgotten about. Mm. And I was watching the video that was prepared to sort of inform an informative video uh, that was prepared for uh, this fund newly set up at the VCF. And I think it said there were 2000 Eagle Scouts over the past uh, 100 years. Is that correct? I would say at least 200, excuse me, at least 2000 Eagle Scouts over <laughs> the last hundred years. We average about 
20 Eagle Scouts um, a year. And that's probably a, a low number because in the early, uh, early stages of scouting, um, there were many more youth involved in the program. So there are probably a few more Eagles uh, attained. I mean, and I'm going to get the number wrong and I'm sure Troop 3 will correct me, but there's at least 325 Eagles um, in their 105-year program. Wait, hold on. I'm getting an email from Randy Ritter. As a, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I love Randy I Ritter. Listen to this. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but then in terms of, you know, we're talking about a legacy fund uh, and thinking about scouting and giving back to it. How important is it for you to target all the people that pass through scouting uh, in the Valley? How do you do it? How do you get, it's sort of like, you know, like colleges get their uh, graduates to give back. Is that particularly challenging for, for your organization or? Yes, uh, it, it is difficult for our organization. As many folks, um, while they grew up in scouting, became Eagle Scouts, many have moved on to other parts of the country. And so they're spreading the word of Housatonic Council and uh, their opportunity for scouting. And they're, they're joining back, you know, they're joining in with their children. Um, so, but they do finally remember their time here in Housatonic Council. So we want to make sure they uh, they have an opportunity to give back and and they grew up and they've grown up and and are as much as we like to think youth um, we try to hide them from everything going on our youth always you know they hear that that conversation of like oh I heard your council is merging or they could eventually merge and so you know those that might want to give back may not give back because they want their money to go to the lower North Tech Valley to their unit that they participated in, to their organization. Mm, yeah, that's hugely uh, important. And then, Sharon, if someone's listening and they want to uh, set up something with this specific legacy fund, how does one go about that? And it's called the 1920 Society Fund again. Right. They can literally just go on to um, our website, www.valleyfoundation.org click on the funds and then look for the 1920s fund. You're up, I think, close to the top because you start with a number, I'm not sure. But, um, and then you can make a donation right to that fund, um, you know, through using a credit card. But if you wanted to do a stock gift or find out how you can put this fund in your estate plan, give, give me a call and I can help you through that. We can do stock, we can take IRA um, distributions to this fund. You know, some people at the end of the year are looking to say, okay, how can I do a disbursement from my IRA? Um, and they can do it directly to this fund because of the type of fund it is. So to give the community foundation a phone call would help too. And then I suppose in general, uh, for a long time now, the valleygivesback.org has been a sponsor of this a podcast. Uh, and, and so I've been saying the phrase plan giving for a while, but I, that's another resource for people if they want to find out. Uh, Different uh, ways how to... of giving. Yeah. The, the, the Valley Gives Back website um, is a resource for people to be able to explore the different ways of giving back and primarily giving back through their um, estate plan or through their IRA, like you're saying, a planned gift, you know, if they want to give, say to the Housatonic Council, a portion of their life insurance, maybe they have a $100,000 life insurance, they could actually say, 
I would like one tenth of this to go to the Housatana Council. And so going to the Valley Gives Back, kind of uh, that website gives ideas of how things work, you know, to do trusts or just even uh, these simple type of gifts that people don't think about doing. Um, if by the end of the year, we still have, excuse me, appreciated stocks, you know, that's one of the reasons why the Community Foundation has a relationship with all of our nonprofits because we can accept um, securities and stocks for our nonprofits because many of them do not have that uh, capacity to, you know, work through that process and we can do that for them. Gotcha. And then John, just in terms of your numbers uh, in general, you had mentioned that I, I, I guess in general participation uh, is down compared to what it may have been years ago. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in general, what's the trend you're seeing? And I know, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, it's got to be challenging. And what's the council doing to try to uh, get more people involved? For sure. Um, so yes, unfortunately, it's been trending down. Part of that's, um, you know, changing in the population for the valley. You know, we, we always hear that there are unfortunately folks that are moving out of the valley. Um, but uh, so that obviously brings less youth. And then just in general, uh, families are having less children than they did uh, years ago. So that, that also reduces our total available youth. Um, what are some of the things we've done? Well, um, in the last year, folks may not be aware of this. The um, scouting program uh, has the opportunity for young ladies who might be interested in joining the scouting program. Um, so traditionally, when you, everybody, it still comes under the banner of Boy Scouts America. That is our name. However, our uh, traditional Eagle Scout youth are now called Scouts BSA, and that is for both young men and young ladies. And actually in 2020, on February 8th, we will be announcing the first class of young ladies who have become Eagle Scouts. Um, unfortunately, there's no one here in the Valley right now, um, but there's still time. So we hope that we'll have someone who has achieved that rank. Um, but across the nation, there will be uh, a number of young ladies that are honored with the Eagle Scout rank. Um, in our Cub Scout packs, we have already young ladies participating. We've had them participating since uh, September of 2018. Um, and what we're finding is that everybody enjoys it, both the parents and the youth are enjoying it. For our young ladies, it's always been that, you know, my brother's been involved and I thought they were having fun and I wanted to do it with them. Um, so it's been an opportunity for us to open scouting up to the entire family and let everyone participate and let the young ladies uh, earn their earn rank and earn badges along with the young men that are participating. So that's been a, an opportunity for us. Um, and then in addition to that, we're also trying to, you know, advertise, get as much information out to everybody about what scouts do uh, and how anyone can participate. And uh, we're looking forward to once the once we're able to get outside, scouting is very interactive and that's one, of the, that's one of our biggest issues. We're so interactive that when we all got shut down and, and put in our homes, everybody's like, well, how do we run scouting? And so many of our units went to Zoom calls and much like school that lasted for a while and then everybody's gotten kind of bored with Zoom calls, um, but they're trying. And then we've moved now to this more outdoor opportunity and that's brought a number of our youth back. Um, so it's just a matter of the comfort level of our families who have been involved in scouting, a comfort level, comfort level 
of new families who might want to get involved in scouting. How are we handling the pandemic? Um, and so that's why we're, we really want our units and our units are doing it more outdoor events so that the youth can uh, remain physically distant, but have fun while participating with their friends. And if a family wants to learn more about the Housatonic Council and the local troops and the Cub Scouts and, and all that good stuff, where can they start? Sure, there's two places to start. One, if they're interested in joining, they can go to B-E-A-S-C-O-U-T dot org, B-E-A-S-C-O-U-T dot org, or to our website, org. Okay, and I think maybe we'll close out. Uh, I saw on the VCF website a few months ago, and it was sent to me, and then I promised, oh, I'll share this on the Valley Indie website, and then I never did because that's the story of my life. I'm sorry. Uh, but the, the VCF Digital Annual Reception, you can check out at valleyfoundation.org. Uh, it's a well-produced, uh, very informative presentation. How did it come about, Sharon? Oh, thanks for asking that question. Well, you know, because we had to cancel our um, annual reception, uh, we wanted to find different ways of being able to acknowledge the work that um, is going on in the Valley. And so we did a couple of things. You know, you have this budget line item for a certain amount of money that you're going to spend on your annual reception, the invitations and meals and food and all that. So one of the things we first started doing was to actually give back to those first responders, those individuals that had put their you know, lives on the line as far as the initial COVID response when we first had this um, experience back in March and April. And then the next thing we did was to say, we need to acknowledge all of our new fund holders. And the 1920s fund is one of those new fund holders. So what we did was we said, okay, let's just put our uh, annual reception together in video takes. So if you go to our website and you click on it, you can go, one, you can see me just do an introduction or you can go to our board chair to see his overview of what's going on or um, our program chair talking about our grants. But then you'll see all of the new funds that were established and the stories. And they're just little two, three minute segments of what that fund is all about. And I would just really encourage everybody to go and take a look at those because some of those stories, and you're just gonna really be moved and touched by some of those stories. And a lot of those people, you're gonna know who they are. You're gonna know the, the scouts and you're gonna know a couple of others that are there, the, the um, Shelton Land Trust, the Oxford Land Trust, they all established funds this past year. And uh, we wanna make sure that we were thanking them properly for that. And that's valleyfoundation.org. Uh, those are, uh, are all the questions I have for this broadcast. John, is there anything else you wanted to add about the Housatonic Council? Uh, we're still here for 100 years, still for 100 more. And we want to congratulate our units um, who have actually completed 100 miles for scouting. Um, which is a great one of those outdoor opportunities we were talking about where our units collectively are hiking uh, 100 miles um, or 200 miles. We even have one unit that's approaching uh, having hiked. Actually, 
when I say a unit, I should be more specific, a Cub Scout pack. So a group of youth from five to 10 with their parents are approaching hiking uh, 1,000 miles um, since April. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's tremendous. Thank you. And Sharon, is there anything else you wanted to add before we sign off? I just want to put in another pitch for our wonderful Valley nonprofits that they need your support now more than ever. And you can do it in a number of different ways that we talked about already. So, um, and I can't say enough about John and, and the Housatonic Council. Uh, they just do a fabulous job at um, helping our youth really grow into solid um, leadership adults. Okay, well, on behalf of, uh, of anybody uh, listening, uh, obviously the Housatonic Council and the VCF are hugely important and do a ton for the community. So it is my pleasure to have had you on, John, and uh, you as well, Sharon. So thank you very much. Thank you, Eugene. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Eugene.